Warning. The following broadcast is not approved by your teacher, university, politician, or government. Side effects may include skepticism, better reasoning skills, liberty, peace, and an escape from the woke. the president walking out right he's got we've got this long stroking archway of him and his wife because you know of course he's got to have his handler walking down the street and uh let me know by the way if it's back so let's see okay gives his little wife a smooch little wife i'm sorry i don't mean i shouldn't be that i shouldn't be that deprecating but I just found out I was going for the last 20 minutes without audio. My fellow Americans. Oh, my fellow Americans. Please, if you have a seat, take it. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't make fun of him too much. I mean, I get it. As somebody who talks a lot on his mic on and off, uh, as somebody to talk on and off mic, uh, I've definitely had that moment where you're getting ready to speak and you don't, and you got a little bit of a frog in your throat. But it's just a little rich when the president of the United States, who's in, uh, you know, old, old fart, just can't seem to can't seem to have a little bit of water. I speak to you tonight <clears throat> from sacred ground in America, Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is where America made its declaration of independence to the world. Mr. Like you more than two centuries ago <clears throat> with an idea unique among nations that in America, we're all created equal. This is where the United States Constitution was written and debated. This is where we set in motion the most extraordinary experiment of self-government the world has ever known. With three simple words, we the people, we the people, these two documents and the ideas they embody, equality and democracy, are the rock upon which this nation is built. So what Joe Biden is doing right now is he's setting the frame for his speech. And it's a frame that he's used for the entirety of his presidency. In that frame, we see exactly what he tells us what he wants us to see. See, we're not analyzing this speech the way a lot of people will on cable news. We're looking at the symbolism and we're going, we're looking at the symbolism and the rhetoric of what's being presented. I have no delusions about who Joe Biden is or what he represents, right? He's the head of the, he's the head of a concept we've been developing on the show. He's the head of the cult of American democracy. That's his role at the, or if, or if you want the figurehead, something tells me he's not pulling all the strings. But he's the figurehead of this cult of American democracy that we find ourselves within in, in, the, in the current year of our Lord 2022. And what he's doing here is setting the frame of what he wants you to see and how he wants you to view America. So according to him, equality and democracy were on, are the rock on which this nation is built. And, the na- and two documents 
and the rock, uh, the, the, the foundation of two documents, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Now, of course, again, let's let's just let's 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 have some fun for a second. Anybody who studied history in any sort of close detail understood precisely that the found or at least even in like the modern, maybe maybe not the modern when I was raised, when I was coming up, we were taught that we were taught that the that the that the early founders, the founding fathers weren't the biggest fans of democracy. And in fact, they looked at many different models and they chose a republic over a democracy purposefully for many of the reasons that uh, for, for many reasons that maybe we'll get into on the back end of the show. I don't want this to go too long. It's a 31 minute speech. I want to make sure you listen to all of it because, well, because not many shows are going to do this, right? Most of the shows are just going to take a couple of clips or they're just going to talk about the meme and they're just going to layer on top what they already believe about a situation. What I want to always do when I can is get deeper into an issue. And I know we're not seeing the whole screen here, but I frankly, I can't stand sign language interpreters, so I'm sure you can't either. And I know that's rude for people who are deaf, but it's really annoying. They're how we became the greatest nation on Equality earth. Equality and democracy. They're why for more than two centuries, America has been a beacon to the world. Here's what's funny. What's in another line, and we under again, we understand that hypocrisy is the name of the game here. In another line, in another speech, and really what everybody knows when you talk to people, when you talk about why people come to America, they don't come for equality, they don't come for democracy, they come from freedom. They come for freedom, I should say. They come from tyranny and to freedom. That's why people want to come to America. Whether it's just the freedom that putting a few extra dollars in your pocket gives you if you come from a if you come from a third world third world nation, or the freedom that people had escaping communist countries and hellholes across the world. But again, we're entering Joe Biden's frame. We're entering the figurehead of the cult of American democracy's frame in this in this episode. I stand here tonight. Equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight, I've come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation about the threats we face, about the power we have in our own hands oh, that was to an meet these threats, and about the incredible future that lies in front of us if only we choose it. We must never forget, we the people are the true heirs of the American experiment that began more than two centuries ago. We the people have burning inside of each of us the flame of liberty that was lit here at Independence Hall, a flame that lit our way through abolition, the Civil War, suffrage, the Great Depression, world wars, civil rights. The symbolism here is actually really interesting. I'm glad I'm kind of glad that my mic wasn't on because now that I'm listening to this for a second time, I had a really, really fascinating. It's a really interesting thought that, that I'd like to share with you guys. And, I, and we need to draw a uh, we need to draw a quick analogy to our friends across the pond in the nation of France. If you don't know, 
the French are on like their fourth or fifth Republic, right? And that's actually been codified in some, in some form. I'm not the biggest French historian, so I won't pretend to know all the details, but I do know that they say that they're, they, they understand very well that their Republic has not been continuous. I want to point your, I want to point you to very clearly what he just said. The flame of liberty, right? Which is this, which is this, again, this ephemeral rhetoric that we're all kind of familiar with as Americans. It's something that we were raised, we were raised to believe and to think is good. And I just said that, you know, people come to America for freedom. That's, that's the overarching idea, at least as far as anybody who comes here is concerned. The, but, but where did that flame of liberty, you know, it was lit here at Independence Hall, right? Which is when, the, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, which was kind of not meant to be super de democratic in form. It's Linton Independence Hall. And what did it light our way through? Abolition, the Civil War, suffrage, the Great Depression, world wars, and civil rights. I don't know how well everybody listening knows their history, but there's a, like 100 years, 80 years between when that light was that light was lit apparently that torch flame of liberty was lit and then when it actually came into came into effect the point the, the reason why i'm pointing this out is because most of for 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 progressives right for the modern left the united states started with the civil war it wasn't and it's kind of interesting that he put abolition before civil war because while abolition came in some small forms before that it was really after civil war that abolition was a nationwide effect but from but many historians and in fact when when you, when us history is taught in major universities you're taught the you're taught the history from like you know jamestown to up to the civil war and then the civil war to the present day i'd like to put this idea in your mind that the civil war marks the beginning of the second republic it marks the end of a constitutional order that was against democracy and begins the constitutional order of democracy, of the progressives, of the modern left. That sacred flame still burns. Now in our time, as we build an America that is more prosperous, free and just, that is the work of my presidency. Kind of rich, isn't it? A mission... I believe in with my whole soul. Not his heart, his soul. Because since the beginning of his run for the candidacy, Joe Biden has said that he is here to restore the soul of America. It's worth belaboring this point because a lot of people will get hung up on the idea if you start talking, a lot of people will kind of look at you sideways because of you know because of our overly sign overly scientific or materialist age as some people might say because people have such an aversion to the spiritual and spiritual explanation for things or metaphysical explanation for things a lot of people will like cast a will cast a side eye at you if you try and talk about it but let's look at the rhetoric let's look at the symbolism of what the president of the united states is of what of Let's look at the rhetoric the president of the United States is rule is, is using. He's not talking about fixing the heart of America. He's talking about fixing its soul. So in a very so even at the highest levels, we still see this element of a metaphysical spiritual component to what we're doing here when we're when 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 we're giving a, a speech like this. Like I said, 
This is the cult of American democracy. The Civil War, free and just. That is the work of my presidency, a mission I believe in with my whole soul. But first, we must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. So what isn't normal? What's not normal about our modern day? Let's just think about that before the president talks about it. Well, it's not the level of inflation isn't normal. It's been through the roof recently. We locked down the country for over two years. We had a massive campaign to give people an experimental treatment for a disease that only kills the old and the uh, old and the obese. We 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 lived like lab animals, trapped in our bedrooms, trapped in tiny apartments and sit in major metropolitan areas. That's not normal. We weren't allowed to go outside and walk in the street without permission. That's not normal. We were told that we were told that certain people were certain people were uh, what what was the word that they used? Critical? No, what's the word that they use? It's it, we were told. Oh, essential. That's right. We were told that some people were essential and some people were non-essential. Some people's jobs were essential and they got to go to work, but but we're, but we care about equality. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. Okay, so now we know who the enemy is. And of course, we already knew what the enemy was going to be. It's going to be the MAGA Republicans. Kind of funny, because, you know, what does MAGA mean? MAGA means to make America great again. Let's keep that in mind as we kind of move through the speech. We might have to switch to 1.25 speed because, God, this guy talks slow. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. What is that? And We're going to have to see if we actually get to what that so-called extreme ideology is. We're not. We're probably not. So we're going to have to look at the clues that he leaves along the way, which, again, for the people passively taking in a speech like this, that's that's what they're going to do. They're going to pick up the clues that are left and that are left along that that are left along the way. They're little breadcrumbs that people get to take in. These impressions that they get of what they're supposed to feel and think about a situation. Why? Because people look to leaders for answers always, and in every case, that's the hum that's humanity. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. Dominated, driven, and, and intimidated. How does that work exactly? Why would you need to intimidate something that you're driving? Kind of a weird thing to say. Is a threat to this country. These are hard things. But I'm an American president. Not a president of red America, blue America, but of all America. Oh, Joe, you got to pull the Obama card, don't you? See, it's really like, you know, maybe he was better when he was younger. I don't, I don't really think so, personally. He's not the best orator out there. Obama, for whatever else you might say about him, is, is a fantastic orator. 
it's something that it's something that I can I can recognize even as somebody who didn't like his presidency or really anything that he did. But Obama was a great orator, and that was a line from his 2008 speech, you know, uh, 2008 acceptance speech when he won the presidency, or what, or inauguration, one of the two. Might have been the inauguration. It was, I think, it was the inauguration speech. But it's, it is like it, and, and that speech itself is given as one of the best speeches ge- given by a president in American history. And Obama gets up there and he says, "I'm not a president of Red America or Blue America. I'm a president of the United States of America." They did a little play here of all, but all of America can't really do it well. And I believe it's my duty, my duty to level with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult, no matter how painful. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. Hmm. So let's just break that. Let's just break down that claim for a second for funsies, shall we? MAGA Republicans do not care about the Constitution. The people whose whole thing is to make America great again. I'm not the biggest MAGA guy out there. I'll be honest with you people watching. But the people who want to make America great again apparently don't care about the Constitution. Hmm. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. Now we have election deniers, right? Denier is this beautiful little rhetorical trick, rhetorical word that, that politicians love to employ. If you know somebody's a denier, you know they're a bad person. And that's what we're starting to do here, right? We're setting the stage for who we're entering Joe Biden's frame. He is telling us who is good and who is evil because he is our leader here in the cult of American democracy. He's going to tell us what's right and what's wrong. Don't can't you tell? Look at this man. He knows the difference between what's right and wrong. He knows the difference because he's the one who has all the answers. Mega forces are determined to take this country backwards. Low-key MAGA forces like really sounds really cool. Backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. Let's pause here for a second. Again, he's telling us what's right and true and what's wrong and evil. So what's right and true is the right to choose and the right to choose means kill your baby. No right to privacy. That might seem an, that might seem like an interesting thing to talk about or to mention in, in the era of mass surveillance. In an era where we know the government is colluding and working with social media giants to censor different differing opinions. But those are only the negative MAGA, the crazy MAGA opinions, don't you know? See, backwards means backwards means babies get to be born, right? Again, the right to privacy here is kind of interesting because and the right, and then you have contraception, and then of course, marry who you love. Well, the reason why privacy is in there is because that was that's that's the bedrock of what the modern left considers to be abortion rights is is a so-called right to privacy. 
Now, in many other instances, the government doesn't care about that right to privacy. Certainly, I don't know. Maybe let's just throw this out there as a quick and easy one. The government, you don't have any right to privacy on how much money you make. Government gets to know everything about that, right? They get to know exactly how much money you make. And if you lie or if you're mistaken, you could owe tens, hundreds, tens of thousands of millions of dollars, depending on how much money you try to hide from them. And you could even lose your freedom. You could even be locked in a cage. So much for a right to privacy. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights. Excuse you, Mr. Biden. Those aren't, those aren't flames. Those are mostly peaceful fans. To the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. Again, the recognition of the soul. They look at the mob that stormed the United States Capitol on January 6th, brutally attacking law enforcement, not as insurrectionists who placed a dagger at the throat of our democracy, but they look at them as patriots. And patriot is a bad word. See, it's funny. They placed a throat to the dagger. They placed a dagger to the throat of our democracy. No, they didn't, because Congress still finished their duty and everything happened the way it was going to happen anyway. So they really accomplished nothing. That's kind of worth pointing out. It's something I like to mention and something that I mentioned all the way back when it happened on the show. You can go back and listen to the archive. So they don't. So they see the mob that stormed the see. So so we don't get to call them mostly peaceful protesters here. We get to call them a mob. You know, going back to that picture I was painting just a little bit ago of, of Joe Biden as the leader, right? Joe Biden is the center, the moral center of the cult of American democracy. I think a lot of people over the summer of 2000, was it 2020 that a lot? Of, yeah, it was 2020. A lot of people over the summer of 2020 were shocked when on one day they were told to stay home and the next day they were told to go and march in the streets for justice. March in the streets for justice. That's what you were supposed to do now as a good American. And then they watched as those marches kept going and turned violent. They saw black bloc communists on the streets. They, they watched as police were told not to go after those going at, uh, breaking into stores and other restaurants, uh, stores and uh, storefronts and, and buildings and all that good stuff. They saw people looting. They saw buildings on fire. They, wa- they read the headlines of people being killed. That's what most Americans were doing, but they were told, we were told, we were told by our leaders, by the good people in the cults of American democracy, We were told that this was for justice, and so it was good for us. But see, rhetoric can only do so much. Again, I'm trying to draw parallels to the intangible, intangible a lot in this conversation. We're talking about the soul, metaphysics, something that's not quite material, not quite real. It's almost like magic. But magic can only do so much. You can only believe something so much. Like, I, I, you know, like if I, let's say I had like a rock in my hand and I was trying, if I believe I can crush this rock, I could maybe do it, but probably not. Right. Eventually you run into reality. 
And so there's, and there's, and there's a cost to telling people that water isn't wet. People will start to lose faith in you. And so then, so then what do we see? So then what happens? January comes along, January of 2021. The day was, the day was January the 6th. And then people who were out protesting, marching for what they believed were justice, they made an oopsie. They did a no-no and they crossed barricades. Now, see, but that's okay. Because our leaders, instead of instead of saying, no, 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 those are these are mostly peaceful protests too, they called them insurrectionists. They said that they wanted to overthrow democracy. And so we got to hate them. And we got to put all the hate and vitriol again for the people who are in the cults of American democracy, right? Not not us MAGA force out here. But for the average person who watched buildings on fire on one day and, and then saw the next that they was supposedly for justice, they got to get a little bit of the release that they, that they so desperately need because we all have an innate desire for order and peace. Isn't that fascinating? And they see their MAGA failure to stop a peaceful transfer of power after the 2020 election as preparation for the 2022 and 2024 elections. I don't know if you can hear in the back, but that's a gentleman saying, uh, well, I'll use the, I'll use the friendlier version. He's saying, uh, let's go, Brandon. They tried everything last time to nullify the votes of 81 million people. This time they're determined to succeed in thwarting the will of the people. Who determines the will of the people? Joe Biden. That's why respected conservatives like Federal Circuit Court Judge Michael Ludwig has called Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans, quote, a clear and present danger to our democracy. But while the threat to American democracy is real, the to American democracy. I want to say as clearly as we can, we are not powerless in the face of these threats. We are not bystanders in this ongoing attack on democracy. Okay, so we're about 13 minutes into the video right now, which is about six minutes into the speech, and Joe Biden is sweating. Now listen, I get it. He's wearing a suit. It's D.C. in the summer. It's hot. It's humid. For sure, I understand that. But it really, really shocks me that they didn't decide to put a little bit of makeup on him, especially considering how bright of a light was going to be on him. There are far more Americans, far more Americans from every, from every background and belief who reject the extreme MAGA ideology than those that accept it. And folks, now, because don't forget, in a democracy, a majority rules. It's in our power, it's in our hands, yours and mine, to stop the assault on American democracy. I believe America is at an inflection point, one of those moments that determine the shape of everything that's to come after. And now, America must choose to move forward or to move backwards. To build a future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism, or a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. 
Apparently, that's our choice, right? That's the choice according to Joe Biden. So everything good is what he says. Everything bad is what they say. So it's forward or backwards. This is it's so interesting to me too the way this um the way this like captivates the mind of so many people because it's it's like to me it's kind of it's it seems kind of silly, right? Like time is always moving forward even if you quote unquote move backwards. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together we can choose a different path. We can choose a better path forward to the future. A future of possibility, a future to build and dream and hope. Once again, another nod to the Obama administration. And we're on that path moving ahead. I know this nation. I know you, the American people. I know your courage. I know your hearts. And I know our history. This is a nation that honors our Constitution. We do not reject it. This is a nation that believes in the rule of law. We do not repudiate it. <clears throat> this is a nation that respects free and fair elections. We honor the will of the people. We do not deny it. Oh, let's have some fun here, shall we? A nation that honors our constitution, we do not reject it. What, what, what are we talking about here? Democrats don't like the constitution. We, we, we know anybody, if, if you do, you're probably a Democrat who's like, who, who was born, eh, was born before 1980. Maybe a little, maybe a little, maybe in the, maybe in the late eighties, most, most of the mo most modern savvy political democratic operatives are not fans of the constitution because to be a fan of the constitution means you love this country, which makes you a patriot, which makes you a maggot, which makes you a MAGA force, which makes you evil. Funny enough, one of the best things about the Constitution, at least that's, this is what I was taught growing up in history class, whatever, but, you know, it was like this thing that we called the Bill of Rights. And this Bill of Rights was this thing that, like, you know, stopped the government from doing all the horrible things that the, that the King of England was doing before, before uh, you know, before we had freedom and, and liberty and all that good stuff. That's, that's kind of what we were taught growing up, is that that's what the Constitution, that's the best part about the Constitution, are those 10 of the bill of those 10 bills, those, those 10 rights, the bill of rights, first 10 amendments of the constitution. <laughs> How's that first amendment doing, huh? How's that freedom of speech happening? Do you feel free listening to this person who's moderately right wing? Somebody who just wants to live your life, go out on the weekend, have a nice time with your friends. Somebody who wants to work hard and make good money, helping people. Do you feel free? Do you feel free to voice your opinion when you get together with your family? Do you feel free to share the news articles you like on your Instagram story? Something tells me you don't, because I'm like you, and I don't. In fact, I, I, had, I, I started the Been Awake Project for Better Sense Making because I needed an outlet, and I didn't feel comfortable having that outlet be under the name I use for business, because that's where we are in America. If you think the Constitution's pretty good and you don't like the you don't like radical leftists.
And this is a nation. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot that. I forgot that he was talking about the rule of law because you know, again, we saw cities on fire in 2020. We do not encourage violence. We are still an America that believes in honesty and decency and respect for others. Patriotism, liberty, justice for all, hope, possibilities. We are still. Somebody should have done a little bit of editing there, shouldn't he have? <laughs> they just used patriotism in a positive sense. At our core, a democracy. And yet, history tells us the blind loyalty to a single leader and a willingness to engage in political violence is fatal to democracy. For a long time, we told ourselves that American democracy is guaranteed, but it's not. We have to defend it, protect it, stand up for it, each and every one of us. That's why tonight, I'm asking our nation to come together, unite behind the single purpose of defending our democracy, regardless of your ideology. We're all called duty and conscience to confront extremists who put their own pursuit of power above all else. Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans, we must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving American democracy than MAGA Republicans are to destroying American democracy. We, the people. Man, that would have been such a good line if he could have delivered it. Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans, we must be stronger. We must be more determined and more committed to saving American democracy than MAGA Republicans are to destroying American democracy. Yeah, but our president's 79 years old. We'll not let anyone or anything tear us apart. Today, there are dangers around us we cannot allow to prevail. We hear you've heard it. More and more talk about violence as an acceptable political tool in this country. Who's the one who says that? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Is it the is it the 55-year-old MAGA Republican who, you know, has a massive beer belly and who, you know, could couldn't even run 100 meters without losing his breath? Or is it the black bloc communist carrying rifles on the streets of places like Texas and, and, uh, and in the Pacific of Northwest? Those, those people, those Antifa people, you know, understand. Who are the ones who think that using political violence is good? Where do we see this political violence happening? Well, we saw it in the, we, you know, we saw it in the Pacific Northwest where they killed that Trump supporter who was shot. We saw the rifles that people were walking around with in those areas in the middle of the street. We see how they block traffic and don't let people go into their neighborhoods. Hmm. A lot of people talking about violence. Don't really see it on the American right. I don't really see it in the MAGA force. It's not. It can never be an acceptable tool 
So I want to say this plain and simple. There is no place for political violence in America, period. None. Ever. And so we understand from this, it won't be violence when they come to take you away. You saw law enforcement brutally attack. Or it won't be violence when they freeze your bank accounts and don't let you spend any of your money. That's not violence. That's going to be justice. Act on January 6th. We've seen election officials, poll workers, many of them volunteers of both parties, subject to intimidation and death threats. And can you believe it? FBI agents just doing their job as directed, facing threats to their own lives from their own fellow citizens. On top of that, there are public figures today, yesterday and the day before, predicting and all but calling for mass violence and rioting in the streets. Let's analyze that line for a second. There are public figures today, yesterday, and the day before. That's a weird turn of phrase. Predicting and all but calling for mass violence and rioting in the streets. You know what that means? That means there's a lot of people out there who are worried we're headed for more violent times and they are saying we shouldn't go that direction. But that gets spun and twisted into this disgusting lens of American democracy into being a call for violence. Because they don't care about the truth, they care about power. This is inflammatory. It's dangerous. It's against the rule of law. And we, the people, must say, this is not who we are. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we can't be pro-insurrectionists uh, pro I think it's supposed to be pro-extremist. Pro <laughs> They're incompatible. We can't allow violence to be normalized in this country. It's wrong. We each have to reject political violence. Let's with talk about that. How about the violence of the shop owners in places like California? Do they get a, do they get a respite? I'm sure a lot of MAGA Republicans are out there are, are the ones that are actually holding up these uh, these stores in California in California, just walking away with thousands of dollars of merchandise. I'm sure that's just a MAGA Republican. With, with all the moral clarity and conviction this nation can muster, now we can't let the integrity of our elections be undermined, for that is a path to chaos. Look, I know politics can be fierce and mean and nasty in America. I get it. I believe in the give and take of politics, in disagreement and debate and dissent. We're a big, complicated country, but democracy endures only if we, the people, respect the guardrails of the republic. Only if we, the people, accept the results of free and fair elections. Only if we, the people, see politics. Not let's, let's spend a second thinking about the importance of these applause breaks, because frankly, they feel very put on in this speech. Everything feels put on in this speech, but they feel very put on in these moments, right? You've noticed that especially when they talk about free and fair elections, there's an applause line. Well, applause is a universally recognized symbol of approval of the crowd listening to a speaker or a group of people. 
So again, in the step, in that we are actually witnessing and, and taking in symbolism, right? There's more than the words that are being said in a speech like this. This is about creating consent. This is how social control is exerted. It doesn't have to be exerted by it. Doesn't and not everybody has to watch it in order to have the social control work. But it's really interesting the way at every single every single time free and fair elections have been mentioned in this in speech, people in the people have started applauding, even if it doesn't make sense to. Not as total war, but mediation of our differences. Democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they were cheated. And that's where the MAGA Republicans are today. And that's where the Democrats were in 2000. They don't understand what every patriotic American knows. You can't love your country only when you win. It's fundamental. To quote the words of Mark Twain, I don't know if I did it when the mic was on or not, but I'm going to do it again here now. A patriot is a man who loves his country all the time and his government when he deserves it. So do we notice the little slip of the tongue there? Do we notice the rhetorical trick being played? See, this is see for the for the for that mainstream Republican, that good little that good little soldier, the mainstream Republican who doesn't really care. They just kind of want people to say nice things about the Constitution and then let the progressives do whatever they want. They're completely fine with the fact that doctors are in, doctors in America are encouraging young women and men to sterilize themselves. That's a mainstream Republican. Those people, those people listen to a speech like this and they think, oh, good. Joe Biden's got my back. He doesn't hate me because I'm not one of the I'm not one of the really bad ones. I'm okay. Listen, I'm 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 tolerance. I'm fine. I'm fine if kids want to if kids want to go and have major surgery before their before their brains are even fully fo formed. Man, the stuff. American democracy me. only works only if we choose to respect the rule of law and the institutions that were set up in this chamber behind me. Only if. We respect our legitimate political differences. I will not stand by and watch. I will not the will of the American people be overturned by wild conspiracy theories and baseless. What was that? What was that? I'm trying to even find this part in the speech. What does it say? What was that? Let's go back for a second. That was that was a weird sentence that didn't make any sense. Your country only when you win. It's fundamental. American democracy only works only if we choose to respect the rule of law and the institutions that were set up in this chamber behind me. Only if we respect our legitimate political differences. Hmm. That's interesting. I will not stand by and watch. I will not the will of the American people be overturned by oh. wild conspiracy theories and baseless... I will not watch the will of the American people be overturned by wild conspiracy theories and baseless evidence-free claims of fraud. 
evidence-free claims of fraud. I will not stand by and watch elections in this country stolen by people who simply refuse to accept that they lost. I won't Again, we know people who have lived in the 21st century. In fact, it's a major Supreme Court case, right? It's like how Joe Biden, it's or not Joe Biden, it's how George Bush beat Al Gore was by challenging the results of the Florida election, by undermining democracy. And in those days, it was entirely permissible to be opposed to the election of George W. Bush. Why? Because George W. Bush is a mainstream Republican. So he's just going to go and say nice things about the Constitution, and then we can say whatever we want, and we can hate him, and everybody gets rich in the process. And by everybody, I mean the elites. I will not stand by and watch the most fundamental freedom in this country, the freedom to vote, and have your vote counted. Hmm. Kind of thought that was speech, but okay. American people. Why? And Look, let's let's analyze that actually. So he's saying the most fundamental right in this country is the right to vote, even though it wasn't part of the Bill of Rights. It wasn't part of the things that were considered that were the, you know, that thing that was established in the hall behind him. The right to vote wasn't, wasn't, was not considered fundamental or even central to the American project. And I I don't think, I, I think that should continue to today, but remember where we started. Remember when I pointed out that the torch of Liberty only seemed to start working after Lincoln, after the civil war, the founding of the progressive era and the, and the cult of American democracy, that's when things began. That's when things actually started to go right, according to them. According, at least in this case, you know, in every other case, it's still wrong. But that's really interesting, isn't it? Not speech, right? Not, not to feel free to speak your mind in an open and honest manner, but your right to go vote. I think I know which one I'd choose, given the choice, and it's not voting. As your president, I will defend our democracy with every fiber of my being, and I'm asking every American to join me. <clears throat> Throughout our history, America has often made the greatest progress coming out of some of our darkest moments, like you're hearing that bullhorn. He's saying, let's go, Brandon, again. I believe we can and must do that again. And we are. MAGA Republicans look at America and see carnage and darkness and despair. They spread fear and lies, lies told for profit and power. But I see a different America, an America with an unlimited future, an America that's about to take off. I hope you see it as well. Just look around. I believe we could lift America from the depths of COVID so we passed the largest economic recovery package since Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And today, America's economy is faster, stronger than any other advanced nation in the world. We have more to go. Is it? I believe we could build a better America. So we passed the biggest infrastructure investment since President Dwight D. Eisenhower. And we've now embarked on a decade of rebuilding the nation's roads, bridges, highways, ports, water systems, high-speed internet. Railroads. No, 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 no. This is, you know, now, now we're starting I to get into the boilerplate, right? We're, we're building up to the we crescendo of the speech. Gun safety law since President Clinton. I believe we could go from being the 
highest cost of prescriptions in the world to making prescription drugs and health care more affordable. So we passed the most significant health care reform since President Obama signed the Affordable Care Act. <clears throat> and I believe we create we could create a clean Ooh, he's starting to fade. Can you tell? Save the Can you see it in his voice? So we passed Can you the most important it? climate initiative ever, ever, ever. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Such good writing. Tell us nothing can get done, but they're wrong. There is not a single thing America cannot do. Not a single thing beyond our capacity. Remember, America means what he wants. It's never and again, easy, I'm using him as a placeholder. But we're proving in America, no matter how long the road, progress does come. Look, I know the last year, a few years have been tough, but today, COVID no longer controls our lives. More Americans are working than ever. And yet nobody seems to want Businesses to work. Businesses are growing. Our schools are open. Millions of Americans have been lifted out of poverty. Millions of veterans, once exposed to toxic burn pits, will now get what they deserve for their families and the compensation. Really important here, actually, to talk about this. So millions of veterans, once exposed to toxic burn pits, will now get what they deserve for their families and the compensation. I'm sure there was supposed to be something else said there. So if you're not familiar, that's how his that's how his good son died. Was from those was cancer from those toxic burn pits. And those toxic burn pits were in conjunction with our with with the military operations in Iraq and Afghanistan. Basically, what they would do is they would take like all the computer equipment and a bunch of other stuff and just put them in a burn pile. And the soldiers guarding those burn piles, all a lot of them developed cancer. So that's so that's why that's there in particular. It's a little it's a little subtle nod to him, right? To his emotional connection to the horrors of war, war that he votes for and war that he supports. For the record. Is a war that he voted for that eventually killed his son. American manufacturing has come alive across the heartland, and the future will be made in America. No matter what the white supremacists and the extremists say, I made a bet on you, the American people, and that. Pretty sure they say they want things made in America. Isn't that kind of funny, right? Isn't that like the whole point of the like the white supremacists? What they're interested in is like only white people doing stuff and not letting other people, not letting people of other races do things. Bet is paying off, proving that from darkness, the darkness of Charlottesville, of COVID, of gun violence, of insurrection, we can see the light. Light is now visible. Light that will guide us forward. Not only in words, but in actions, actions for you, for your children, for your grandchildren, for America. Even in this moment, with all the challenges we face, I give you my word as a Biden, I've never been more optimistic about America's future. Not because of me, but because of who you are. We're going to end cancer as we know it. Mark my words. We're going to create millions of new jobs in a clean energy economy. We're going to. Wow. Curing cancer. I've never heard that one before. We're going to think big. We're going to make the 21st century another American century because the world needs us to. That's where we need to focus our energy. Not in the past, not on divisive culture wars, 
not on the politics of grievance, but on a future we can build together. The Mag- that line is for those mainstream Republicans. Republicans believe that for them to succeed, everyone else has to fail. They believe America, not like I believe about America. I believe America is big enough for all of us to succeed. And that is the nation we're building, the nation where no one is left behind. I ran for president because I believe we're in a battle for the soul of this nation. I still believe that to be true. I believe the soul is the breath, the life, and the essence of who we are. The soul is what makes us us. The soul of America is defined by the sacred proposition that all are created equal in the image of God. Unless, unless you're a MAGA. That all are entitled to be treated with decency, dignity, and respect. Unless, unless you're MAGA. That all deserve justice and a shot at lives of prosperity and consequence. And that democracy, democracy must be defended for democracy makes all these things possible. (laughs) Folks. And it's up to us. Democracy begins and will be preserved in we the people's habits of the heart, in our character, optimism that is tested yet endures, courage that digs deep when we need it, empathy that fuels Man, democracy. He, he keeps going in the background, the doesn't he? To see each other, not as enemies, but as fellow Americans. Look, our democracy is imperfect. It always has been. So, like, how is something that's imperfect giving us all these great things? It's just kind of an interesting thing to chew on. Notwithstanding those folks you hear on the other side there, they're entitled to be outrageous. This is a democracy. But history and common sense. Did you notice that he kind of slipped a little bit from the from the theme of the speech? Good manners is nothing they've ever suffered from. But history and common sense tell us that opportunity, he liberty, looks and justice like for wax. All are most likely to come to pass like, in a democracy. Uh, like I'm looking at this and he just he looks like wax. His skin is his skin has like this weird has taken on this weird hue over the course of the speech. It's very, very weird. We have never fully realized the aspirations of our founding. But every generation has opened those doors a little bit wider to include more people who have been excluded before. My fellow Americans, America is an idea, the most powerful idea in the history of the world, and it beats in the hearts of the people of this country. It beats in all our hearts. It unites America. It is the American creed. What is the American creed, Joe the Biden? The idea that America guarantees that everyone be treated with dignity. Unless you're MAGA. It gives hate no safe harbor. Unless you don't like. It installs in everyone the belief. Unless you unless you don't think that children should be cutting their genitals off. If you if you think that, you're not entitled to dignity. But otherwise, everybody else. That no matter where you start in life, there's nothing you can't achieve. That's who we are. That's what we stand for. That's what we believe. And that's precisely what we're doing. Opening doors, creating possibilities, 
focusing on the future. And we're only just beginning. Really weird, all the sirens in the background during this speech. Isn't that weird to you? Our task is to make our nation free and fair, just and strong, noble and whole. And this work is the work of democracy, the work of this generation. It is the work of our time, for all time. And this is the work of we democracy, the work of this generation. It is the work of our time, for all time. Rhetoric, symbolism, this unbroken chain going back to the founding of the nation. That's what Joe Biden is trying to draw into the people's minds. You know, my most recent piece was about it was, was about uh, the Salman Rushdie stabbing. Don't actually have an update on that, but and what I tried to what I tried to sh point out is there are a lot of people in this country who still believe this story, right? And a lot of those people, you know, we could we could demographic it up if we want. It's usually older people. It's a lot of Democrats and things like that. But there are a lot of people who still there are a lot of there are a lot of people who are on Facebook who watch cable news or don't watch cable news, but they're on Facebook. They, they read the New York times because that's the best source of information. Don't you know, they read the New York times. They're subscribed to the Washington post. And these people, these people believe this garbage and it's not garbage because they're quote unquote bad ideas. It's garbage because we know it's untrue. Just listen to the speech. Listen to what he's saying. Not leave anyone on the sidelines. We need everyone to do their part. So speak up, speak out, get engaged, vote, vote, vote. Unless you're MAGA. And if we do our duty, if we do our duty in 2022 and beyond, then ages still to come will say, we, all of us here, we kept the faith. Faith, another we intangible. We preserved democracy. We heeded our worst. We, we heeded not our worst instincts, but our better angels. We, we proved that for all its imperfections, America is still the beacon to the world, an ideal to be realized. That's a nod to Reagan. Promise to be kept. For all the There's mainstream Republicans, don't you understand? Nothing more sacred. Nothing more American. That's our soul. That's who we truly are. And that's who must, we must always be. I have no doubt, none, that this is who we will be and that we'll come together as a nation that will secure our democracy, that for the next 200 years, we'll have what we had the past 200 years, the greatest nation on the face of the earth. We just need to remember who we are. We are the United States of America, the United States of America. And may God protect our nation and may God protect all those who stand watch over our democracy. God bless you all. Democracy. Thank you. May the God of democracy bless you. That was interesting, wasn't it? I kind of thought it was. Probably should have done it at 1.25 speed because, man, that guy talks slow. I want to read something for you here. They will settle for having it be Trump and give his supporters the chance to reject him, as many have after the storming of the Capitol. Anyone who rejects him will still be less than under the woke narrative, but over time, you can redeem yourself. 
to those who are foolish enough to stick to their beliefs. At worst, you will have the might of the federal government and corporate press turning over your life so you may be made an example of. At best, you will lose family members, friends, and potentially your job. And after they go after those who will not abandon their support for Trump, they will start to look for any independent thought outside of accepted orthodoxy. This ritual is a distraction from the real maladies that ail our society and gives normal people a way of going back to sleep and not paying attention to the tyranny of government. We'll see how my prediction plays out, but that's what I think. This is from a piece that I wrote on January 13th, 2021. That's where we're at. That's and now we're at that moment. Right before the right before the midterms. This is your opportunity. Right? The continued battle for the soul of the nation. That's what the speech is about. And it's laid clear. All you have to do is not want to make America great again. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed today's episode. Go follow me on social media at the LB Muniz. Make sure you subscribe to spinawake.com. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. If you like what you heard today, go to spinawake.com to subscribe for future updates. My name is LB Muniz, and I am not one with the woke.